What's up? Welcome back to the Digital Bounds Podcast, where we talk tech. My name is Leon Hitchens. That's at Leon Hitchens on Twitter. Um, Sunny Singh is here with me. What's up? What's up? Uh, he's also on Twitter. His is Sunny Singh IO. Um, let's jump into the news. Okay, so let's go down. Um, since we we talk about Twitter each week and we intro it with our at names, um, Twitter uh, removed the at replies. Yeah, so basically when you respond to someone's tweet, um, the their username is not going to count for the character length. Yes, but at the same time, like it doesn't appear. So when you reply to someone on the core Twitter app, the actual official Twitter app, you press the reply icon, there's no at name there. Traditionally, it would at the at name on there, and then you would type your message. But now it says you're replying to person's name and others. So when this was announced, there were these like little Twitter canoes where people were replying to 50 to 100 people and it was just a huge mess because you didn't actually know you were replying to more than one person did you see them yeah i saw there was like this one big thread that people were replying to it was like kind of like memed i guess but i didn't really understand what it was yeah so they were just abusing the system yeah like i guess people would get notifications just because like someone responded to a tweet like someone was in that thread which like you didn't care about yeah, and part of that was because you didn't know there was 50 other people on the thread. Because it just says one person's name and others. It doesn't say one person's name and 50 others in big bold text. It's like really small at the top of the screen, right below like the the little X and stuff. So it makes, makes it very like confusing. Yeah, but I think Twitter added a way to mute notifications like for, for uh, replies. Is that right? Yeah, but they did, but... I'm I'm furious about this. So let me let me tell you my part, like my spiel. So Twitter was built like back in what? What was it? 2009? Or that's when I joined. It was 2006, right? Yeah, 6 or 7. Okay. So 2006, 2007, it was built um they kind of put it together mixed mashed. It was it was cool, it was stuff, but um users started adding new features they started using hashtags at replies um they started doing a bunch of things that twitter gradually added on one of those was hacking twitter essentially to add features that they wanted they were basically like hacking twitter and i thought it was such a cool thing so i joined twitter in 2009 i was middle school whatever and i thought at replies were such a cool thing it's become it's become such a core part of like our are like world today that Instagram uses them, Facebook uses them, even though Facebook kind of just changes the name to the full person's name. It, it's kind of like a rich text thing. Um, Instagram uses it. Um, all these like cool little pop up of like these indie micro blogging services use it. Um, you use it for like random things on other websites. So it is like a vital part of our culture today. And Twitter's just like ripping it out of the core service and saying, fuck it, we, we don't need it. I think what they should have done is um, left the at name in there and put that at name in there and just didn't count it to the character limit. But I think what what's limiting them in that sense is actually the the back end of Twitter. I think it's so like 
like old and and just falling apart that they're just kind of like they would have to rebuild the whole system to actually do that. So what do you what do you think, Sonny? Like I I don't know. I'm I'm a little. I like I I disagree because like Twitter mentions are still there. So if you do that, like the username still appears. And I'm trying to find one because I don't use the Twitter web app. I just use TweetDeck. But so I can't. I don't know if this is this works this way on Twitter. But on TweetDeck, it does say like replying to. And then it says the at username in there. So it's kind of like they're still keeping it. It's just to me, it's like more streamlined and like native to Twitter. So when you reply to a tweet, it doesn't feel like it's hacked in that you're responding to a tweet. It's just like you're actually replying to it and you can see the thread. So like I actually like it. So if you reply to somebody, does that tweet like appear in the timeline? Or is it just like... um? So you do have to click on it. But it does say replying to and then the username. Well, yeah, but like in like let's say I reply to someone, do you see that in your timeline because you follow me, or is it just hidden from the timeline, like my reply to that person? Um, looking at one right now, it's it's just. Oh, so if you're saying if you reply to someone, do I see your tweet? Yeah, my reply to someone. How do you yeah, differentiate a reply it. from that? Because traditionally, you differentiated that from having an app somebody's name at the beginning now how do you tell also, the difference beyond reading the meta like little part of it so again on tweet deck it says replying to the username above like the tweet text so that's how i differentiate it yeah but like majority of the core users use twitter on ios or i uh android well so that's the thing i'm trying to find a tweet and i think i guess let's see yeah, I guess they don't show it on the core Twitter app, which is crazy. Yeah, so that's what so I'm that saying. that I like, disagree with, yeah. Like, you use TweetDeck, which is fine. I use TweetDeck a lot. And what I see on TweetDeck is completely different from what I see on my mobile phone. And and that's, like, TweetDeck is going to, as they keep moving it more and more to our professional market, the Twitter app on your phone and the Twitter app on your on your Twitter.com is going to be what everyone's using, and that that's like it's very user hostile. It's it's like well, so actually, it's like them ripping out there. the headphones. Because actually, so I'm looking. I found one tweet on um, on Twitter.com. So on the timeline, it'll have like it'll show both of the tweets, and there'll there'll be like a blue line connecting them. Um, and then if you go to someone's profile, then it's uh, it does the same thing as it does on TweetDeck, um, where it says replying to the username above the tweet. It's still okay, more confusing. I, I don't like I like it more how they're showing it on the profiles. I don't like how they're doing it on okay. the timeline. I do see it on the timeline. It's not a blue line for me. It's just a you're probably on the dark mode, so um, it's just like a regular gray line and it shows somebody's tweet and then it shows someone's reply and there's no at name in the reply. So it's, it's, it's just, it looks really weird to me. Like I wish they kept the at replies in there just, just for the sake of like keeping, keeping like, uh, this line of like history for Twitter. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, it's inconsistent the way they're doing it between TweetDeck and, and the Twitter app. So yeah, it's, it's a little but bit I wonder of a mess. If that... I wonder if that has to do something with like their like technology. Like their technology stack is a little dated, and and 
and having to like rebuild it is easy or having to just like add in little things here and there and like kind of plug and play is easier than rebuilding the whole Twitter backend. No, I don't think so just because they're doing it on profiles. So I don't think it's a technical thing. Hmm. I wonder I'm also curious like I wonder what like it like uh Tweetbot and like other services like uh, other Twitter clients ticked up in like downloads or if like everyone's just okay whatever I don't know I haven't actually used um, a Twitter client in a while so I'd have to check hmm but I I mean in terms of like I like the fact that it's native now um, but they definitely could have done it a lot better I I think I think they're going to roll back the feature because I've been hearing um, Owen from, he used to be from the next web and now he does his own thing, Charge Tech Podcast. I, I heard his podcast and he was talking about um, a lot of people are reporting more harassment because now you can like harass one person and you can like tag 50 people to help harass them in it. So I think harassment's going to be much easier to do. Um, the other part that they actually did here is on the harassment part, they changed eggs to like just default people profiles now. You see that? Yeah, which now that I'm a little more upset about, ironically, because like they're just removing like that, in my opinion, is removing Twitter culture because the eggs was like it just made sense because it's like a bird laying an egg and stuff. Yeah, like I thought it was. It changed, like, right before I got on Twitter. They changed it an egg, and they were like, you you become an egg, and then you hatch into a bird, and you start tweeting like a pro. I thought that was kind of cool. But now they're moving, and they're just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> eggs relate to harassment, so let's, let's <laughs> try not to do that anymore. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, know. And Twitter, I wonder if it's Twitter's anything to do with, like... I wonder if it has anything to do with, like, Sam Sheffer using, using it as his actual profile picture. Oh, I said that like I I tweeted Sam and I was like Sam, this, you like normalized eggs like this is your fault, <laughs> and he just liked it and I messaged him and and he hasn't messaged me back about it. I think he might be a little salty. <laughs> um, but he might have caused that. Honestly. More people, like he could have like he's become to the point of popularity that that everyone kind of knows who he is so. I could see Jack or like other Twitter uh, employees kind of seeing that and going, look, we have a harassment problem with eggs. Users are saying that it's cool to be an egg. We need to change it, you know? It's just like, it's just making Twitter less cool. Yes. All of this is, it's not making Twitter less cool. It's making Twitter more accessible to Facebook esque users. They're, they're moving away from, they're hardcore users like me and like you. So it, Twitter Twitter has to like, are they going to alienate their core base of users that are journalists, developers, technologists, or are they going to pander to the masses and want to have 500 million, 700 million, 800 million users compared to maybe 100 million active users that are all journalists? So that, that's a really a big move for them.
don't know. It's just a fun little thing that they had. I don't. I think it wouldn't be a big deal if they kept it. It's kind of like a little Easter egg, if I may. So like, I don't know. But it is what it is. So. Mm-hmm. There's. They might move it back. They have backtracks, so we'll have to kind of wait and see what they do. Um, let's move on. I want to. Um, you want to talk about Congress votes the ISP or how Congress voted to to let ISP sell our data without our knowledge first? Maybe you know a little more than I do. Um, I don't know if I know more, but what I do know about it. Um, so basically, before you know, we Obama was trying to get a bill passed, which basically would prevent ISPs from um, selling your web browser data. So they were able to do that before. Um, it's just that no one really talked about it much. Like they could do it, but now with um, the bill that Obama was trying to pass or a rule they was trying to pass, um, ISP w- ISPs would have to request um, customers' permission to do that. Now, basically, now I don't know if this has been signed yet or not, but we're like a signature away from, or Trump's signature away from, um, ba- basically ISPs being able to sell your browser history. Um, without your consent. Yes. Um, one of the ideas. So it is, it, one of the ideas. Oh, sorry. No, here you go. Google. Um, uh, basically, like ISPs are trying to do that so they can provide ads to you. So they're trying to become like, um, like like big you know advertising companies like Google. So they're trying to like, even though you are paying money for them just to be a service, like I just want to get data, um, but they're basically saying like they want to sell ads to you regardless yes um that's why verizon bought aol they're trying to buy yahoo um they do not want to be dumb pipes and what i might say about this isp like isp is being able to sell your data without your knowledge i don't know if they're gonna do it right away like they cannot sell like they cannot go in and say i'm gonna sell sunny's data to this company maybe an advertising company comes in and goes um where we want to buy everyone's data in this city they have identifying information about you but they wouldn't just go in and buy one person's data specifically so there is some like glimmer of hope in this that like some bad actor couldn't come in and just buy your your data right i mean they can't do it like on an individual basis where they like go by name like hey i want like john doe's uh browsing history but it's still scary because like like we were so close to basically having it like i guess having a more uh, neutral internet but now we're kind of taking a step backwards again Yes, we have moved, I would say, three steps backwards. Um, th- these protections that came with the the um, ISPs not being able to sell your data, that wasn't actually something that Obama was pushing. It was something about Title II. So Title II was protecting your your privacy data. That's what they're saying now, that, that Title II is protecting your data, and then the FCC had put this in in this privacy bill or privacy protections in place because they felt that the title two protections of isps net neutrality did not do enough to protect your privacy 
So what they're doing is slowly dismantling net neutrality and kind of wheeling it backwards. So they're saying that this privacy bill is too much because Title II protects you already. And what the Republicans are going to come in and do at some point, I guarantee it, they're going to try to repeal Title II saying that it is too much on regulation. So there's just not going to be any regulation on the Internet at all. Yeah, hopefully um, they don't want to push it too hard just because there was such a hard, like, um, I don't know, like, just fight against, like, SOPA and um, I think it was PIPA or PIPA um, bills. So hopefully they kind of learned their lesson from that. But uh, honestly, I don't know. Like, this is, like, just a huge uh, privacy issue, in my opinion. Oh, it, it is a huge privacy issue, but I think there's, like, slight glimmer of hope because title two net neutrality there was such a great fight from everybody so this bill got passed very quickly like i think they realized that um everyone would just kind of like have an outcry and everyone would start um like emailing talking and um giving phone calls to their their Democratic and their um, Republican senators and uh, House of Representatives. So they know that there's going to be huge outcries from people. The last time that they had, um, what, what did they have? They had, um, was it SOPA that the FCC's switchboard actually went down or the FTC's switchboard actually went down? It was one of them. Yeah. Everyone like called. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, and um, yeah, basically that—that's yeah. There is a glimmer of hope in that, um, and it, it kind of annoys me. Like the Verge was talking about this because ISPs are trying to, like I said, like they're trying to become like Google or Yahoo or Facebook, where they're like they want to like compare themselves to becoming like an ad company essentially. Um, but the problem is like Google doesn't have access to everyone's web browsing history. It's because people like embed you know their services or like they have like their ad network is actually embedded on multiple websites that's they have access to their own data essentially um but nothing beyond that where they can be like hey i have your entire web history or like the applications you use and stuff like that um i would say that in a sense like i get what you're saying but google does have cookies they do have um such an expansive reach that, that's why ISPs are kind of grasping at saying, Google can know everything about everyone. Why can't we know everything about everyone? So that that's kind of where they're going. Um, Google also knows your phone. They, they track you via maps. So th they do have a lot more information on you than... Um, right, but the thing is, like, Google provides services that, in my opinion, like, are pretty valuable, um, and usually they're free like Google Maps or, you know, all the multi, like G Gmail, like all the multitudes of services they offer for an ISP. I'm literally like, I'm already, you're basically like ripping me off um, with how much money I'm paying you for a slow internet. Why should you, you know, have my like other information about me and use it without my consent? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yes. Yes. I'm being a devil's advocate here, but but um, I, I don't agree with what I'm about to say at all. But um, what ISPs are kind of saying, or at least what I think they're kind of saying is, if we have your advertising data, we can advertise to you more target, have more targeted ads, which in turn generates us money, which would 
mean more profits that we could reinvest into broadband speeds or upgrade you to fiber without having to charge you more which is you know like they're saying that free and open market without regulations would allow them to earn more money and invest more money into their their company right i mean that makes sense um but i'm kind of just playing off the assumption that it's gonna just get more expensive they're not adding any value on top of what they're doing right now um but the other thing like i'm kind of actually confused yeah um the one thing i'm confused about is as far as like providing ads how are they going to do that is that purely off of like you know them potentially acquiring like yahoo and stuff and going through their network or how are they actually going to offer ads are they going to inject it through the through their network like how are they doing it um i don't think they would specifically do the ads now verizon would be able to use their network of yahoo and aol ad tech and sell their their stuff to their their information to those companies and serve ads onto websites that you visit that use those ad tech, ad tech networks. But I think what they would do is Google, this is all hypothetical, Google would come forward and say, we want to buy the data on these people. And then Google and then Google would pay Verizon for the information or Comcast for the information. And Comcast or Verizon would make money that way. They wouldn't specifically be serving you ads all the time. They could just sell your data they don't have to be serving you ads all the time. They're just collecting your data. They And the only way to protect from this is using a VPN, a different DNS service, and even then it's not perfect from from protecting from these companies. Yeah, because, I mean, it goes right um, through them anyway. Yes. Okay, but that so makes VPN, sense. Yeah, like a VPN would be the best way to protect you. Um, you want to talk about, let's talk about the S8. Um, I'll just give a quick recap. The Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus was announced in, um, a very cool event. They always do something crazy. Um, the thing about this phone is it's a very beautiful edge-to-edge display. They call it an infinity display. There's very minimal bezels, um, you can see it all on digitalbounds.com. The link's down below, or down below, sorry, in the show notes. There's like literally no bezel on the sides. There's a bezel on the top and the bottom. Um, the physical home button is actually a um, software button now. The fingerprint reader is on the back. Super fast phone, beautiful, 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 expensive. Um, reviews are gonna start coming out soon. What do you think, Sonny? Um, I really like the display. Um, I think like they've improved it a lot um, from the Galaxy Edge. Um, just like the way it doesn't curve all the way to the edges. Um, so it looks like it might be a little bit easier to hold. Actually, haven't gotten my hands on it. Um, the other thing that I really like, what was it? I'm trying to think. Well, actually, what I don't like about it, like everything else about it, like the specs and everything is fine. Um, I like the fact that they removed the home button. Um, the one thing I'm kind of really curious about is Bixby. I feel like, I don't know why Samsung is really pushing hard for it. I feel like, why not just use Google now? What do you think about it? Real quick, could you back up, back up, tell them what Bixby is? Oh yeah. So Bixby is essentially, um, Samsung's own assistant, I guess. Um, it's essentially like Google assistant or Siri, um, but their own version of it, they'll provide, 
um, like cards for like your commutes or the weather and stuff like that. So essentially what Google now has done in the past. Um, I'm, I'm going to alter that. If I, if I heard you correctly, it's not a Google now competitor. It's not a Siri competitor. It does not give you like information in the sense of what is, uh, how tall is the Empire state building. It's a personal assistant that is meant to help you use the phone. Right. Is that only, is that only for the phone? I guess I misunderstood it. Yes. It's only for the phone. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna, um, well, well, Samsung wants to expand it to their washers, their dryers, their fridges, their their ovens. So they want to expand it everywhere, but it's meant to help you use the device. So you can't ask it like an internet-based question like, what is, what is the weather? What you can ask it is, turn off the screen or turn off the Wi-Fi, something like that. Okay, so... Is that... Yeah, if that's the case... Because um, I, I guess I was giving it way more credit. If that's the case, um, I really feel like there's like Marquez tweeted about this actually. Um, if someone can like reprogram the Bixby button to just go to Google Assistant, um, like they they have my money, and I, I really agree with that because like I don't want a Bixby dedicated button for it if if that's all it does. Yeah, like. Uh... I, I'm just like I I think it's such a great idea because because it could help users understand the device better and if they expanded it to all their products it'd be a great thing to have maybe on your oven like hey Bixby pre preheat my oven like that would be super cool but right now in what its form it is I it's not gonna do anything um, Samsung did buy a company that um, the, it, they were the creators of Siri, so maybe in the future it could compete against um, Google Now and stuff. And I agree with Marquez and you. Um, I'd rather just have Google Now have a button instead of trashy Bigsby. But, eh, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like this is like kind of like in beta because, yeah, I heard about like the Siri thing. And, um, and basically they didn't use any of that technology or their acquirement of that. Um, into Bixby, so it feels like kind of just a beta, like it just has such limited functionality. Um, but personally, like it's yeah, it's probably great for like p people who are like elderly, um, so they can figure out how to use the phone and they can like you know change settings and stuff or ask questions about how to use the phone. But I don't know, like for me, like for the power users and a lot of like listeners of Digital Bounds, I feel like you'll want to reprogram it to Google Assistant. It's just going to be a lot more useful to you. Yeah, like, I, I guarantee you there's some way to, like, um, some way to actually reprogram that button. There's no way Samsung locked it down to the point where there's no way to reprogram it. At yeah, least now, I hope the only they didn't thing try that to do that. makes sense about it from, like, a company standup point of view um, from Samsung is the fact that um, they have smart things, so they can do really uh, deep integration uh, with Bixby and, like, their smart things hub and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, they did announce the the Wi-Fi router, right? Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I don't yeah. know too much about it. I think that's the coolest announcement. So it's a new Wi-Fi router. It's a mesh system. It has smart things built in. It's, like, it's an IoT hub. 
Um, it's fairly inexpensive. I forget the cost. It's like you know the same thing as a Google Wi-Fi, and overall, it's um, it's a decent like alternative. So Samsung's building good things. They were more reserved this year, and overall, I think it's going to be like a it's going to be a great like push for Samsung to become more of an Android focused system that that works with Google instead of trying to do their crazy ass like software stuff. So what so what is it on top um, of being like just a router? Is it smart things and router and smart smart things or IoT smart home stuff? Okay, so basically what the Google OnHub should have been. Yes, perfectly like described. Yeah, I think they just heard everyone say that stuff and they were like, "Yeah, let's just do that." <laughs> okay, we can do that. Um, All right, give us your because everyone uses smart things. If you have smart home stuff these days, smart things is like the I would say one of the only platforms that you can use. You can use Wink, but I would say smart things is slightly better. They uh, Samsung bought it, so it is kind of an independent company. It's just Samsung owns it now. Um, you want to go first with your personal news? Yeah, sure. So I'm not sure if anyone's noticed, but hopefully my audio quality improved. Um, Leon actually got me a new uh, Snowball mic. It's or a Snowball Ice. It says blue on the front. It's like black and silver. Looks really cool. It's better than my previous one. I was using the Samsung Samsung Go mic. I think it was called. Um, so yeah. So hopefully I sound better. I don't know. I have to perfect the placement and stuff. But if this sounds good. Hopefully, you know, like, thanks, Leon. Thank Leon for that. Um, yeah, so, and then um, I've been really obsessed with, like, Legion. Have you have you heard about that show, Leon? Uh, Legion, right? Yeah. Um, no, they have not. It's a Marvel show? Yeah, so, like, it's, you know how, like, Marvel does, a, Marvel and DC does a bunch of shows, like, DC has Gotham, uh, Marvel has like Daredevil, so Legion is like another one of those shows. But I, I've actually and it's on the FX network. Um, Aubrey Plaza's in it. Um, I'm not familiar with anyone else, but basically it's like just a little backstory. Um, Legion is the son of Professor X or Charles Xavier, um, and he kind of has like he has like a parasite inside him. He is in this uh, insane uh, mental hospital, and he thinks that he has like. Um, multiple personality disorder um, but it's basically like this parasite inside him he has different um, personalities that give him powers and it's just it's very dark um, in each episode it's like about an hour long there's eight episodes in the first season it's just it's just I think it's really well done the production's really like top notch top notch so I really highly recommend it like I've been just fully obsessed with it I see it, and I'm kind of curious if it's on Hulu or anything, but it's on the FX network, yeah. so I might yeah, have I've to like, buy it, it or Hulu, something. So I think the whole oh, season should be on there. Perfect. I'll go check it out on Hulu later. I've been yeah. looking for a new show, so it's it's a good option for me. Um, one more? Uh, yeah, so last week we talked about Ninjality a little bit, how we um considering doing, like, um, well, we're going to do articles again. Um, and then I'll, you were talking about like doing videos, um, basically like 
talking about like let's say i you know build a new app and i kind of just go through and do like a tutorial slash vlog style videos of like how i go about building that app so hopefully i'll start doing that soon kind of just still planning things out um but i do think it's a really cool idea so just want to throw that out there yeah i'm, I'm like I keep throwing these ideas out there and like we have them and they're like the same ideas just tweaked minor 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 tweaks here and there but a lot of it has to do like with a time crunch with us like you've been working I've been like freelancing and working and it's just there's a lot of like things that go into planning you know a relaunch of the site and then actual content yeah there's like um, a lot of stuff on the to-do list but just need to do need to do them yes and then for me i'm uh looking at moving a new apartment a house um i we're looking at like three bedrooms so i can have like an office or some sort of space that i can like shoot videos and have like everything just kind of set up and ready to go instead of um having my stuff kind of sprawled everywhere across the apartment that that would be helpful and it'll, it'll like let videos like actually um just kind of be shot like in a moment's notice you know okay nice yes no funny yeah i said cool. oh, okay sorry sorry <laughs> i couldn't hear you. um i bought a pixel <laughs> um i know you said to wait yeah i i, I think you should have waited but so, you know, this is what I think of it. No, go. Well, go. so which one Sorry. did you buy? Just the normal Pixel, the what, the 128? White um, or black? Quiet black too. Black. Okay. But you did say you got it for 400, which is cheaper. Um, it still normally goes for like 700 plus, right? Yeah, I think I ended up paying at the end of it 480 with like shipping, a case, something else. Um, the guy that actually sold it to me is, um, he writes for Phone Arena, so I kind of know him, and he gave me, like, a decent deal on it. Um, the deal makes me shrug less about it, but, like, I, I don't know, I guess you still use the iPhone, um, 7, I guess, as your primary device, right? And then you have the Nexus 6P also. Nope, nope, nope. I uh, use my 6P as my primary device and the iPhone as my secondary device. <laughs> okay. Um, See, I'm like, on Google, I have a 6P I'm on right 5. now. Oh, what's that? I'm on Google Fi, that's why. Oh, true. But I feel like, I don't know, like for me, like I have a 6P right now and I'm just going to wait it out until October, like September, October, until it's... I mean, I guess it's still rumored, but Google has said that they're going to announce the new Pixel this year, so I'm kind of just more hyped for that. Um, they could not even produce Pixel enough this year to like keep them in stock. So what I thought is the Pixel, the Pixel 1 is a great phone. I'm getting a deal on it. It's still going to be a great phone in two years. Like The camera's amazing. Um, there is no waterproofing, which is a little annoying. I would say like um, a year and a half. Okay, I buy a phone every year, so leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I I like always buy them like a year after they're like on sale. Like the six P, I got it for free. It was an event, 
and I didn't start using it until a year later. So I'm sort of like, like I want the newest phones, but I'm like, eh, I don't need them, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, buy, I usually um, buy phones like on release date, um, but I'm old school and I buy phones every two years, so I can kind of hold out a little bit. I just, I can't wait sometimes. Like, I, like, <laughs> like, it takes me a year to, like, go, okay, I guess I'll buy a new phone. Um, my last piece of news is the Nintendo Switch review is coming. I'm super pumped about the review. I've been working on it. I'll, I'll share it with you, Sonny. I have, um, I actually had someone write a Zelda review because I thought I could not do Zelda justice. While I've been writing it, I asked someone who traditionally writes movie and like TV reviews to write it for us. So it's kind of interesting to see someone writing about TV and movie reviews like jump to video games and write about it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm definitely excited to read both of the reviews. Yes, um, I'm supposed to shoot pictures tomorrow. Pictures. I have it all like set up and planned, so I'm really pumped for it. Uh, I think that's it, right? Anything else from you? No, that's it. All right, so if you guys want to follow us, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. We're all digital bound. If you guys want to read all the stuff I write, sometimes Sunny pretends to write, and um, there's other writers on there. DigitalBounds.com. Um, we also have um, YouTube. YouTube, check us out there. Um, I'm Leon Hitchens on Twitter. You're Sunny Singh IO on Twitter. And if you really like this podcast, leave us six stars and tell us what you think about the Nintendo Switch. Anything, Sunny? Yep, yep. That's okay, it. see you guys later. Bye.